Blizzard has announced imminent huge balance changes to Diablo 4 that are coming again on August 8th. So yes, they are listening and further addressing fans' concerns over the previous Season 1 nerf drama. On this Diablo podcast, I also have an awesome, lengthy conversation with Gary Whitta, who you may know as screenwriter of such hits as Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, or maybe you know him as former editor-in-chief of PC Gamer. I'm your host, Fran Mirabella III. Let's dive in. Before we get to chatting with Gary on how Diablo's season is delivering, or his thoughts on the campaign story and much more, let's go over some of the top-line info from the latest official Diablo developer chat. I'm not going to go super deep into patch notes, but there is still a lot of big changes you need to know about. This includes both class changes as well as major general changes. For classes, Blizzard's lead designer, Adam Jackson, said they want to improve the effectiveness and fun of the Sorcerer and Barbarian. They know late-game survivability is a problem, and they are, quote, looking to increase that specifically. For Barbarian, Adam Jackson said they are focusing on improving the early game, making it feel better and more fluid. For example, they want to improve Fury Generation. Of course, they are also looking at late-game Barbarian as well, by making a lot of their uniques more attractive and effective. Before I give those examples, rest assured there are a bunch of new individual balance changes for all of the classes. The lead designer said they are looking at builds that aren't hitting a high enough power level, and they're going to be buffing and increasing the power of them. He also said they want to open up build-specific designs to be widely useful. One example of this is Greater Chain Lightning for Sorcerers, which does bonus damage when it bounces off of you. So they said they're going to change that so it does bonus damage when it bounces off of anything. Joe P, associate game director, said of that, it feels more like lightning range skill now. It's easier to clear packs. Those final patch details and more are available as of August 2nd, but Blizzard previewed them all in the developer live stream. As for the changes to the uniques, Blizzard wants to make them more exciting, while at the same time staying focused on not making them feel mandatory as the best items in the game versus all the other great legendary aspects. They noted they are making Barbarian and Sorcerer Uniques the priority with this patch, but they have some overall updates as well. What they are doing with Uniques is changing of fixed perks as well as the power within the aspect itself. It's important to note after these changes to Uniques are live, if you already own this Unique, your affixes will not show these changes. However, the aspect power will get the upgrade. Unfortunately, if you want both, you'll have to find the unique all over again. As an example of this, they showed the Barbarian's Hellhammer. The affix damaged a crowd controlled will be replaced with crit strike damage. The main unique perk for upheaval igniting the ground, well, that will get more damage. And again, that's something that you're going to see change with the patch versus having to pick it up again. One unique that everyone can use that's getting a buff is Temerity. The unique pants will see their affix for all stats change to max life. Barrier will also be based on your maximum life. Blizzard seemed a bit nervous to make this update, with the lead class designer saying, it terrifies me. Uh, He also noted that when the game was released, they were already concerned that the Temerity pants might be too powerful. So, we'll see. Moving on to broader changes. Monster Density is getting a buff in Nightmare Dungeons and Helltide. Blizzard wants to deliver on its promise to keep you mowing down enemies whenever it can. On one Nightmare Dungeon, they showed what looked to be about a 30-50% to increase in total enemies placed across the whole map. 
Blizzard also confirmed that they are testing everything, including the Helltides, to make sure that that increase works across all platforms and is available for everybody. More changes with this patch. Respecking will be 40% less costly. An extra stash tab will be added. Elixirs will stack to 99. And dungeon exit time has been reverted from 5 seconds to 3 seconds. Blizzard explained that was mostly about that when you're getting hit and how it feels to be interrupted and maybe getting out of a boss fight too earlier and some other things. But anyway, it's back to 3 seconds. Mounts are also being looked at, but that's for the future. They said the boost isn't stacking right and they want to allow you to ride through barricades. All right, these annoying nightmare dungeon affixes are also being removed for this patch. Resource drain, cold enchanted, backstabber, they're all gonna be gone. You'll also see boss changes. In world tiers three and four, people were mowing through bosses too quickly. So Blizzard is boosting the health of the bosses in world tiers three and four. In exchange for that challenge, they're also going to reward things differently. Dungeon bosses starting at level 35 will guarantee a legendary item drop. When you complete a Legion event, you guessed it, you're guaranteed a legendary drop at level 35 or above. Butcher has a 100% legendary drop. And Treasure Goblins, now starting at level 15, they are guaranteed to drop a legendary item as well. So all of that is available as of August 8th with patch 1.1.1, unless anything changed. And finally, before we get to the epic discussion with Gary Witta, you should know, Blizzard has plans to further change how damage and interesting effects will work in the future. Here's a few things that they're thinking about in the long term. They want to bring different types of damage closer together in parity. Vulnerable and crit are really strong right now, even after the nerf, apparently. But they've noted that the game was made with other types of builds in mind. Things like damage over time, overpower, and more. They've now stressed multiple times that they don't like how vulnerable and crit damage stack together. And we know that they are working on this behind the scenes. So I'm guessing this is something that's more of a target for Season 2, which I think would hit around October 19th. Okay, that's a lot of the major stuff. But again, remember, you can hit up Blizzard to see all of the detailed individual class balance changes that are coming. Without further delay, let's get to this Diablo podcast conversation with the one and only Gary Witta. We talk about if Diablo 4 feels worthy to play as a season, what changes we'd like to see, what he thinks of the story and the style, and a lot more. And by the way, if you dip out or bookmark this for later, a quick reminder, if you could rate the show, give it some stars or likes, that'd be awesome. All right, well, welcome in to Gary Witta coming on uh, my my humble Diablo podcast. I'm excited to have a legend on uh, in, you know, coming from way back in the PC community, gaming community. Gary was editor-in-chief, right, of PC Gamer way back in the day. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, the PC Gamer is actually celebrating its 30th anniversary later this year. That's how old it is. Nice. Yeah, um, 1993 we started that magazine. So, yeah, we're going to find out how far Gary goes back in um, the Diablo uh, canon, but also Gary is a screenplay writer now and uh, writer, wrote Book of Eli, Rogue One, as I'm sure you know, and um, just awesome to have you on, Gary. Thank yeah, I'm currently on strike, which is why I've got time to do things like this. <laughs> hey, it worked out for me, so. Yeah, well, they, 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 every cloud has a silver lining, right? For some yeah. people, at least. Okay, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, I think probably the best place to start would be a little bit about what is your history with Diablo? Like, have you been a hardcore longtime Diablo fan or you just sort of dipped in and out of them? Maybe a little setup? No, it's interesting. I've always, I was talking about this just on the, um, you know, I, I, I'm on the kind of funny X-Cast, the Xbox podcast every every week. And we were talking about it because you know, it's one of the big games right now. Um, my history with it is uh, I've been aware of it. I've been familiar with it forever, but actually like hardcore playing it, not hardcore mode, but, you know, like seriously playing it. 
Um, I'm actually kind of a newbie. I remember I played the first one when it came out. I was editor-in-chief of PC Gamer in the US, uh, I think 96. That's when I actually started at PC Gamer, and that's when I think when the first game came out. Played it, didn't really get into it. I was obviously out of the gate. It was a huge hit. People were loving it. It just, I, it wasn't my cup of tea. I could see why people enjoyed it, but it wasn't my thing. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then Diablo 2, didn't really get into it. Diablo 3, didn't really get into it. Uh, I tried some Resurrected when that came out. That's probably the most I played it, but still felt like it wasn't. I, 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 and I was like kind of resigned to like Diablo is just going to be one of those things that is for other people. Like I, I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's really fun and I can totally understand why so many people like it. It's just not connecting with me. And then Diablo huh. 4 came out and I was seeing some of the hype and obviously by far the best looking Diablo game they've ever made. I mean, I'm still... Uh, even as I'm playing it like every day, just like in, in amazed at like the lighting and just how beautiful it looks. It's really a gorgeous looking game. Um, and someone gave me a code for it. I thought, okay, one more, one more try. Let's see if Diablo can get its get its teeth into me this time. And I don't know why, but this time it did. Like it, it, it finally clicked. The penny dropped. And maybe I maybe I found a class that I liked playing, or maybe it's just because it does. It's so polished now. You know, you go back and look at the old Diablo games, and they look really. Uh, not great compared to yeah. how this one looks. This to me looks, it feels like kind of the ultimate expression of what you would want a Diablo game to uh, to be. And it reminds me in many ways of kind of old school Blizzard. You know, Blizzard's reputation has been, you know, kind of tarnished over the years, rightly so. They've made a lot of missteps. But if you're old enough like me to remember like the Blizzard of like the late 90s and early aughts, they were, they could do no wrong. Like back then, a Blizzard game, like you sat up and paid attention every time because they never missed. They yeah. never missed. Um, and a Blizzard game was always a huge deal when it would come into the PC gamer offices. I loved Warcraft. I loved Starcraft. Diablo was just the one that I, it was, it was the one out of the three that I just couldn't get into. Um, but something about this new one has definitely got it hooked. I'm all the way in. I've got a level 80 sorcerer. I've got a level Holy 39 cow. rogue on uh, season one. I play it every day. The highest compliment I can give it is, you know, you, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's one of those games that when you're not playing it, you're thinking about playing it. And when can yeah. you play it next? <laughs> I'll get up early. I've got kids, so I get up early in the morning and I'll play for an hour before, you know, the chaos descends. I'll play, you know, I, like I said, I'm on strike right now, so I've got more free time than I would usually have. I've been playing it a lot. And it's, it, like I said, I, I get it now. I get why it's so much fun. Um, I, all, of, all of the classic things about RPGs, that I, it's always fun to watch the numbers go up. Oh, I do a bit more damage. This pair of trousers is slightly better than the previous pair of trousers. You know, I'm, I'm upgrading my, my stuff. Um, leveling up your character, just feeling like you're getting stronger and stronger and just unlocking new things. It's, it's, it's really fun. I'm, it's, it's a loop and it's a very tried and tested um, style of gameplay. It's been around forever, but I, I think this is the first time that I, I don't know what it is about this one because it's not like they reinvented the wheel, right? It's Diablo. It's always been Diablo, right. but there's something about this particular expression of it that this is the time that it clicked for me. That, that's what I wanted to dig into a little bit. Do you feel maybe is it the, let's call it the explosiveness and the uh, volume of, you know, the gameplay? In other words, there's like so many enemies on screen. It's like yeah. always explosive. Is it that side or is it the side of, because I've heard this from people, when you get into the ability upgrades and then you get into the Paragon tree, there's this sort of hook of like, man, I want more power. Would you would you lean towards any particular it's, it's, side? It, it's a bit of both. I think both both sides of that coin are equally compelling, and that's the loop, right? You go out on it. It's kind of like I, I think of it like trick or treating, right? You go out on a mission, <laughs> you gather a bunch of stuff, and then you come back and you open up the bag and like, okay, what do we got? You know. And so it's in terms of why this one, I think it might just be because the style of game that it is. It might be that it's only at this level of fidelity and performance that I'm really able to kind of understand why it's so fun. You know, again, the older Diablo games. 
back in the day might have looked good, but you look at them now, like you know, Diablo 2 Resurrected had a thing where you could like press a button and see what the graphics looked like back in the day. And it did not appeal to me at all. But like you said, there's so much stuff on the screen. There's so much chaos. Like there's so many enemies. There's so many effects and things going off that I think it, I think it needed to be at this high level of fidelity. The graphics are awesome. There's no slow. I'm playing on the Xbox Series X. It performs flawlessly. It looks great. Um, and I, I'm, I'm finally able to kind of appreciate why it's fun to play this kind of just hack and slash yeah. uh, combat. And then, so I really enjoy just the kind of getting, you know, just jumping into a group of mobs and start killing stuff. And it's really, it's really fun. But I also really enjoy, uh, you know, that's kind of like the frenetic, like the up phase, but then I like the down phase. If you go back to town, sort through all your gear, you salvage like the that. stuff that you don't need anymore. Oh, but uh, hold on now. Is, is that whole thing of like, you'll spend 10 minutes trying to figure out if this new chest piece is better than your old piece, right? And what are the you, trade-offs? And maybe I can suck at it. What can I do to upgrade it? Like there's all, there's so many different mechanics and so many different ways to just keep, you know, getting what I call those marginal gains. Like this is just a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit better. And you can feel your character just kind of, creeping up um yep. and yeah I, I i enjoy both sides of that I, I enjoy kind of the frenetic you know moment to moment switch combat of being out in the field engaged in you know combat but i enjoy the quiet moments that kind of, it's kind of like that's your reward phase right you come back to town sort through all the rewards figure out what you want to do you know go to the different vendors tweak things socket things salvage things upgrade things like it's it's a very very familiar very uh repetitive loop but it it appeals to us right like we keep we keep coming back for more of that grind yeah. Um, did you play World Tier 4 then? You said you had an 80-something. Was it Sorcerer on preseason? Yeah, I have 80. I think it's 80 or 81 right now. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I've been on World Tier 4 for a while. So, yeah. Yeah, and in the this gameplay loop, that's, I'm still trying to see what draws people forward. Um, when you were in World Tier 3 and you were moving to, towards World Tier 4, again, was there anything that you would point to that was pulling you forward? Was it just to get to World Tier 4? Or was it... Just the power. Um, yeah, I mean, you want. What keeps I, you every, going? Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to level up, right? And and the thing that I find fascinating about this is that, with a few exceptions, and I've made this point many times before, is that the game doesn't really change, right? I'm hitting. I'm hitting. You know, level one rats for five points of damage <laughs> at level one, and at level one hundred, I'm living. I'm, I'm hitting level one hundred rats for five hundred points of damage. But it's basically the same thing. We just like watching the numbers go up. There's something in our lizard brains that loves that. We love the whole <laughs> thing of like push a pellet, get a cookie. You know, um, it's it's there's this it's con true. the constant dopamine hit of like, oh, this is a little bit better. This is a little bit. I'm, I can feel myself um, getting more powerful. Um, okay. And what I discovered was I, I stumbled across, well, I borrowed a build from my friend Adam, who I play with on the regular. He had a sorcerer build that was really powerful. I started playing with him and he was just like absolutely decimating like large groups of mob, mobs. I'm like, what is that build? And he, and, he <laughs> and, and so I cleared my skill tree out and basically copied his. And then I was able to do the same thing. Um, and what, what we found was with that build, which was pretty, I, I think pretty OP, um, we, we were able to, you know, engage the game um, like I think World Tier Four is like recommended for like seventy three and above and something like yeah, that. I was, I was, we, exactly. we were like in the high fifties, low sixties, just carving <laughs> through it. So we were, we were we were punching well above our weight, but not having any problems with dying. Like we were clearing dungeons, very rarely dying. Every now and again, there'd be a tricky boss and we'd wipe. Uh, but that was very very rare. Um, it's gotten to the point where I kind of feel I'm not trying to brag or anything because I'm I, like I'm no, not. Please do. Like, no, I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not. It's not like I'm super good at the game, but it's almost feeling a little bit easy. Like nightmare dungeons, you know, I can I can solo clear, um, you know, mid forties, um, and with and with a friend, you know, we can go higher than that. So, uh, and that's and that's even not even at max level. So it's 
we'll get into it, but I'm kind of glad. I was glad for season one because I'm starting to feel like I'm almost like hitting the ceiling of what the base game offers. You know, I've done all the hell tides. The only thing I haven't done is PvP because I'm waiting for max level. Uh, but yeah. I've done all the strongholds. I've done pretty much everything the game has to offer now. So now it's about the again, it's like grinding dungeons, you know, hoping that you get to a point where it's interesting the way that progression works, right? When you're level one, almost everything, you're, you're, you're leveling really, really fast because the levels are very, very small, very small number of XP needed to get to two, three, four. And almost everything that drops is an upgrade, right? Everything's better. Yeah. Or you're constantly swapping out gear and you're feeling that, oh, it's getting almost, I'm, I'm getting better quickly. But then that starts to taper off, right? As you get higher level. At my level now, like level 80, and you'll know this because you're like, you're, you're maxed out you get to a point where it's very rare that anything drops that's that's better than what you already have, right? But that's fun too, because when something drops, it's like, oh, good, You're finally. Find it feels that good specific to, thing. To, yeah, and, and, you want, and you want those specific... That, that actually happened to me the other day. I had a chess piece drop. I had an ancestral unique drop. And I'm not in any way like a Diablo expert. I'm a casual player. Um, uh, but some of the players that were with me who do play a lot are like, oh, shit, that, that's the best chess piece in the game just dropped for you. And I'm like, oh, wow. I was like really excited <laughs> about it. I, and I'm still, I'm still using it. I maxed it out and so, you know, put all the best gems in the sockets. And, you know, it's, yeah. it, again, it feels good to have the, the good loot. So it's an interesting curve from like lots and lots of, uh, of small gains in the early levels to, to then now when you get to that higher level, like loot is dropped. You know, almost everything that drops for you, you just salvage it or sell it, right? Yeah. Because you just don't, nothing's going to be better than what you already have uh yeah. but when but again when that when that rare unique piece drops or whatever it's like it's that you know the same dopamine hit back in the world of warcraft days because i did used to play that very seriously that when you know when when you get that piece that you've been waiting for it's like a cause for celebration yeah exactly yeah i love that you describe it as um trick-or-treating <laughs> i never thought right. about it that way i don't know so much about when i go back to town with all the candy i'm always overwhelmed but um i actually described it a lot as going to vegas I feel like, you know, you get in the door in this game and it's just the lights are going off, everything, the loot's dropping all at your feet. I mean, you can do no wrong, but as you used another word, the curve of it was another thing that I was impressed by. I thought it might only last in the beginning, right? That feeling of getting in the door and pulling the slots. And then it's surprising you get into World Tier 4 even and the, the slots hit in a different way, right? Because of ancestral gear. And so, yeah, I think they just nailed that power climb. And just min-maxing climb. There's always yeah, and I and I do it. like that they add the additional mechanics. Like above level fifty, you go to the Paragon board, and that's a whole different kind of yeah. skill tree. And you're rotating the board, and you're thinking about what glyphs you want to put in, and then you've got to go grind for the glyphs. And like there, there's yeah. always something new to do. But again, where I am right now, I feel like I there's there's nothing left for me more to discover in the game. Now I'm just grinding dungeons, and yeah. I'm starting to feel like I'm hitting my head on the ceiling of the of the game a little bit because Definitely. as nice as it is to get a better piece it's very rare like if i spend half an hour in a dungeon and you know work hard to kill everything and all the stuff that i get is just salvage material you know it would be nice to get something a little, maybe a little bit more often than that um but um i mean right now my the main thing that i'm doing is just grinding for glyphs like but there's a there's a glyph that i'm that i'm leveling up once you get it Are to you level doing 15. this pre-season still or this is your um, seasonal character? Oh no! So uh, right now, I'm, when I say right now, right now I'm mostly on season one. But right. like, if I go Which back, we'll get into it, in, a sec. In, in terms of what I'm on in the eternal realm, like the main thing that I'm working on now is upgrading. Um, the glyphs on the Paragon board, which frankly is a bit boring because the only way to do it is clear nightmare dungeons yeah. and then upgrade the glyph. And like it, you got to get to like where I want to do, I've probably got to run like 20, 30 more right. nightmare dungeons, and that's a lot. Like when you get there, the the, the effective radius of the glyph is that's a, a big upgrade, yeah. but it's a lot of just just running the same dungeons over and over. And that's yeah, I think all of these games have this problem where you get into that just like I totally. I've just got to just got to grind, grind, grind. 
Yeah. Yeah, let's put a pin in that. Maybe we'll go back to the 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 how we feel about the end game, but I definitely want to talk about the season one model. So you did start the new season. Um, yeah, how do you feel about the model of you start over? You can play a new character if you want. You could also play the same character. It sounds like you switched, but how does it feel to be you're in the 30s now? How has that been feeling in terms of a rewarding? It is free. It's a free season with vanity items on the season pass, but from a gameplay perspective and, and everything, how is it feeling? I've got I've got mixed feelings about it. The thing that I thought was gonna I was gonna be least attracted about it um, is actually the thing that I'm enjoying the most, which is you know you have to roll a new character. A lot mm -hmm. of people um, like me who are not terribly um, experienced with Diablo were complaining like, well, I put all these hours into this character. Why do I have to be a newbie again to play season one? I understand that some things carry over, you know, like altars and renown, and there are certain things right. that can carry over. But you're back you're back to a level one character and you're starting over again. Um, and people that are more familiar with Diablo that went through this on Diablo 3 would say, no, no, trust me, it makes sense. Like, when you play, you'll understand why, why it works that way. And I guess I kind of get that. When I, when I first rolled my character uh, for, a, for, for the Eternal Realm, I was torn between Sorcerer and Rogue. Those are the two types of characters I like to play. I went with Sorcerer, but I was like, oh, I really want to play, see what playing a Rogue is like. So when Season 1 came along, that was my opportunity to do that. I created a Rogue. Um, and I'm really enjoying that because it's a different... That, to me, is a nice way to kind of... You know, because all the... I think all of the... And even within it, I mean, I could I could rebuild my sorcerer in a way that he would play completely differently, right? Like a totally different type of play style. Um, and same with the rogue, right? You could be a ranged rogue or up close melee. I'm kind of up close melee, mm -hmm. um, but play, the experience of playing the rogue in that combat cycle of like with, with when I play my sorcerer, it's very very. I like I can do it in my sleep now. Teleport into a group of mobs, frost nova, clean everything up with ice shards, move on to the next you know mob. Like everyone's got that like you know it almost becomes like muscle memory, right? That little. The, the, I, can, I know exactly what the buttons are. Y, X, A, X. You know, you, just, you know exactly what you do every time you go into a group of mobs. Um, with Rogue, I had to kind of learn over again. It was a different skill tree, a different set of skills, more survivable, but le I'm doing less damage. And like mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to kind of relearn the game because every class is like its own sub-game. So it felt fresh to me, and I've, I've, I've enjoyed... Again, after after coming from like one new piece of armor every thirty dungeons, to be getting like three pieces of armor every time I go out, like oh, that's fun again, right? So, and, oh, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. So I, I've actually enjoyed creating a new character, which I thought I wouldn't. And it's it's nice to have a rogue, and I also like the fact that at the end of the season it will get transferred back to the realm and uh, the, right. the eternal realm, and I'll get to decide which one. You know, hopefully I'll end up with two max level characters, and I'll get to decide which one I want to play any any given day if I'm still playing at that point. But like the season one experience itself, I get that it's free. Um, and I think the really juicy stuff will be, you know, in the paid expansions that are inevitably coming. I've been a little bit underwhelmed by it. The, uh, I guess the big thing is the malignant um, hearts, which really just are fancy gems, right? It's just, mm -hmm. a, it's just a slightly more complicated version of the gem system. And okay, like, it's fine. It's, you know, I, I've, I've, been, I've been doing all the hearts things and it does, it does start to feel a bit almost like a parody of itself where it's like, you got to get the malignant invokers to, to invoke the malignant beasts and get their malignant hearts, but then you can salvage them into malignant ichor and make more malignant hearts. And, <laughs> and it's just this very, very complicated system to, that just replaces the old gem system, it seems like. Um, and it's okay. You know, it's I, I'm, I'm enjoying doing. It's a new mechanic. It's something new to get your teeth into. Um, and again, it's free. So you know, what do you expect? I think it came at the right time. Just as yeah. people start to hit max level, here's something new to do. So I appreciate that 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 Blizzard came out with it in a timely fashion. Um, but I'm I'm a little bit underwhelmed by. It. I'm not. 
I'm not super excited about finishing the storyline. My, my, one of my big issues is even though I'm a story guy, yeah. I, I, always, I always read the quest text in Warcraft. I always want to know, like, what am I doing? What's the story? What's the narrative context of the game? Um, but with Diablo, I, I find myself clicking through a lot of the quest text because I just don't... Mm. The Diablo lore, the Diablo, what I call misery core, it's the you know, vibe of it where everyone's miserable all the time and you know, yeah. like people, people in Sanctuary, yeah, everyone's unhappy. Every quest is like, demons murdered my baby and butchered it and like, can you go find all the butchered pieces of my baby for me? And it's like, you know, it's horrible. Everyone's suffering. Everyone's in agony all the time. And I get, I get that that's the vibe. It's just not my cup of tea. So I find I'm not really engaging. I know the basics of the story, but I'm not really engaging in like the deep uh, lore of it. Um, yeah. And that's and that's something that's kind of keeping me a bit. It's it's just a hack and slash game for me. It's keeping me a remove a little bit. For clarity, is it because it's so miserable and you don't want to participate in that, or is it more just like eh, it's just this general vibe and the type of game that it doesn't hook you? Yeah, it's just I know I know the kind of world that I want to be in when I see it. Like Mass Effect is one of my favorite universes to get lost in. Uh, the GTA universe, I love. You know, you just go around Los Santos and just experience it and do things. Yeah, you you can you can play that. You can play these kind of games. Uh, for hours without even engaging with like the main storyline, right? There's just so many like fun things to do just living in the world. I always say that my favorite kind of games are the games that I don't think of as a game that I go off and play, but a world that I go visit and I go to that other place mm -hmm. and you feel completely immersed in that world. Mass Effect felt that way to me. World of Warcraft very much felt that way to me. Diablo just doesn't. Like, I just don't really huh. care about this, this deeply miserable, muddy, dark, you know, sorrowful world. It's not my, it's just not my thing. Um, but, but you like the art style, I think you said. I mean, I like, I like, I, I think the art is beautiful. Um, but it's, but it's not, it's, it's not in service of something that I find appetizing. That's, as, that's all it is. I, I, I get that they're dungeons, and that's fine. I, but I, I, I'm playing it much more as like a generic dungeon crawler where I'm slaying demons as opposed to getting invested in like the war between heaven and hell. Like it just that all kind of like washes yeah. over me. And I that, might, say, that might be one of the reasons why I'm not that. Because there is a new storyline in season one, but I just I just don't care that much about it. Right, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you haven't even thought about it, but like, is there a style of narrative that if you like the style of the world that you would have liked to see, um, you know, as someone who has helped create worlds? I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not that they tried to do something and missed. I think they've achieved in exactly what they wanted to do, which was this very, very grim, dark, you know, satanic, demonic, heaven and hell type yeah. struggle with humans caught in knows. the middle. <laughs> and I think they've executed that very well. Like if you actually, there's a lot of thought went into the storyline and it is very, very deep. I often feel like Blizzard mythology kind of gets, it gets, there are too many layers to it. Like there's no, there's no easy way to explain the Diablo mythology, right? Because there's just so much to it, right? There's so much history and there's so many characters and there's so much going on that, you know, I, I, a few times when we were playing, like one of us in the party would would say like, so what are we, what, what is going on? And like, nobody really knew. Like they, even, even if we're like trying to follow the story, it's easy to get lost. Um, so yeah, it's, it's funny. I don't usually, usually I'm very story first and I've got to be interested in the story for me to engage with the game. In this case, I'm not particularly engaged, but the combat mm -hmm. loop, the mechanics, just the just the slashy slashy is so fun that I actually don't care that I'm not that invested yeah. in the story. Oh, and just one other point about the battle pass. So I have the I have the <clears throat> premium battle pass because the code that Same. somebody gave me was for the ultimate edition of the game, which gives you the accelerated battle pass. I as someone who's played a bunch of these games that have these, you know, kind of you know level by level battle pass type rewards that you unlock, I've never been less interested in battle pass rewards than with this game. I don't huh. care about any of them. 
Like, huh. it, because, and, and it's the same reason why I don't understand why all of, Blizzard is banking all of its back-end monetization on this game, on the cosmetics, because, like, I don't care about them. And I, I, because you don't see them, right? Your character on the screen is so small that you never really get to kind of... It's not like someone. It's, it's not like someone's going to walk past you. And go, oh my god! Look at that amazing armor! Like that's. Let me get a good look at that. You can't get a good look at it because you yeah, never really. You see, the only time you're ever going to see how badass your character looks is on your, you know, character customization screen where you go into your character screen and you can rotate them and that looks kind of cool. But in terms of it being something that other people like, you can show off to other people and feel good that you have this cool armor. Um, to, to, to me, that's completely completely lost on me i love that you can do yeah. all the customization i did put a lot uh, i love the transmog feature so that i'm not that how my armor looks or how my how my armor right. performs isn't attached to how it looks i really like that i can have armor that does what i want it to do but also looks the way that i want i think that's mm -hmm. really really cool i always used to bum me out in world of warcraft when i would get a more powerful piece of armor but it looks shittier than the piece that i had like it's a cosmetic yeah. downgrade but a utilitarian upgrade with 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 diablo you can have the best of both worlds i really like that but like there's nothing in the cosmetic store that i would even think about paying for and there's nothing in the battle pass that i'm interested on in unlocking i'm glad they kept it cosmetic because it shouldn't be pay to win i just there's nothing about the cosmetics excites yeah. me. yeah i mean those there's two interesting points there i think one it was a possibly i was gonna say overreaction but i just think it was the reaction from diablo immortal and wow they were in a, a tough spot to be launching diablo 4 if they'd did anything in the battle pass that seemed like it could even be remotely pay to win. So I think they were like, don't go near it. <laughs> so I think that was one side. And then you bring up the other side, which was coming up in my chat the other day of like, druids are werewolves and bears, right? At at their transformation abilities. And like, but most of the cosmetics, you just wear like a swamp tree or you wear like, you know, um, armor, but like none of that is a bear or werewolf. And they were like, I don't know. Like, I wish that you could do more of that. And and to your point, you don't even like see that much of it either. So yeah, I think I mean, they have I'm, some, I think some I'm on level 35 of the battle pass, and there's not a single thing there that I've equipped or used. Like I don't even bother to check it. Yeah, the, you know, the only thing in the battle pass that you do want to do, and maybe you didn't even notice it in there yet, is these smoldering ashes. Have you seen these yet? They're the, I'm not. I think those kick in at level 40, and 40, I'm at level yeah. 38 oh, that's right. or 39, so I don't have them yet. Haven't had a chance. But once no, you what, do, so, so what do they do? So that's and that's what's really interesting is they've got you freaking grinding so much. And until you get to, yeah, it's like 40 or 42, you get your first dose of smoldering ashes. Then in the season, they have like buffs that you can buy. So there's basically like five cards, let's call it. And you can put the ashes into whichever one of your choice. One might be you get more rare materials back when you salvage. Another one might be you get more experience. Okay. Another one is like, gold and another. so there's a few in there that actually buff your character for the season that's okay. the only reason to grind the battle pass from a gameplay perspective um and yeah honestly they don't do a good job of explaining it when you jump in it's just here's a quest line start your character and then you see the battle pass and you're like oh man there's just like a bunch of vanity items so it'll be interesting maybe to hear from you once you have a chance to use those but um but you've probably already played i assume 20 hours or i don't know and you still don't have access to that no, it's um like I, said, I think I just dinged like thirty eight. I was playing right before I before I came on here, and I I know there is some stuff that only and there are other items in the battle pass that only unlock like at higher levels. Like there was something that I skipped over because it doesn't. I've got it, but I don't have access to it until I hit level sixty five. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff like that. I actually had a, it raises a question that I was thinking about the other day. Mm -hmm. So I know that your character gets transferred back to 
the eternal realm when the season's over. What does that mean? That like, do the do the malignant hearts then also get integrated into the eternal yeah. realms? So there's nothing else that once. So if I've got a piece of if I've got a weapon or a piece of armor right. that has a malignant heart in it, I can't I can never upgrade that socket, right? Because there's not going to be anything in the eternal realm for me to 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 replace it with. That's a great question and a good segue because I was gonna gonna ask, um, you know, if you see yourself coming back to more seasons. But it, to answer that, no. When you go back to the eternal realm, it gets sent back. The malignant heart mechanics are all gone. The table's gone, right? So you. Won't I'll still be, have a malignant. If I've got a piece of armor equipped that no, has a malignant heart, I, I'll still have that, right? No, they haven't explained how that works, but I assume it will. Poof, it will explode. Really? <clears throat> It'll just be a gem socket at that point, right? Yeah, there are no malignant hearts in the next. So what happens, right, is the next season launches. I'm predicting around October 19th would be about three months out on a Thursday. Uh, this season gets closed up, and you get your new pass, your new mechanics. It's a new probably. It's going to be a gem socket or something. We don't know. And then that character from this season gets sent back to the Eternal Realm alongside your preseason character. And then presumably, you know, all your malignant hearts, uh, of course, just disappear. You know, I would have no thought longer. that they... It's, it's the interesting thing about the seasons is that I kind of feel like it's an opportunity for Blizzard to treat it almost like a public test realm, right? Where they mm -hmm. can try new dynamics, right? They're not messing with the core game. It's just a it's just a season. It's going to last for three months or whatever. So for example, like they can introduce the malignant hearts. If they're really popular and people love them, great, let's integrate them into, into, the, into the main game, into the eternal realm. If people don't like them, then you, you won't see them again. We'll try something, other, try something else in season two. But it could be a cool laboratory for them to experiment with different mechanics to, to bring into the eternal realm if they if they're successful that's basically what they were saying like they want that's why the seasons exist is their own realm uh won't screw up the eternal realm and where your character that you spent so much time on maybe already exists and yeah like every season they're going to pick a different theme and try new things and and i think in, even in their words right things are going to break be overpowered and they they expect that and you know, well, that remains to be seen with these seasonal. Um, the other parts. issue I have with seasons is like it's fun right now because I get to play the other class that I would would have rolled in the Eternal Realm. But like when seasons two, three, four come, what am I going to do? I don't. Re I don't really want to play a druid, a necromancer, or a barbarian. Those classes aren't as interesting to me. But so, and I and I don't want to re-roll a sorcerer or a rogue. So like I don't know. I I I worry if if the seasonal thing is going to run out of interest for me because I don't particularly want to play those other classes. They they they're not of interest to me. Yeah, it's, yeah I I want to talk to you once you get and if you get to level 60, 70, 80 in this season. Is there enough juice in a season to get you that far? Um, and that that's what I was wanting to segue into is like the seasonal model. This is like a first try. You're like, okay, I haven't participated in this before. I'm in the same boat, by the way. Never did seasons. So I'm like, how do I feel about restarting a character, regrinding? I actually went with the same character. I'm a druid again because I wanted to roll. I wanted to be an expert on called both sides. There's a lot of sides of characters. So I'm like, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, you, there's so many different ways to build within a class, right? You could, you, your, your, your seasonal druid could play very differently than your eternal druid, yeah. right? And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm using things that I haven't used at all very pointedly. Like I'm not a character or I'm not a player that looks up what's the best build. I just want to copy this and use it. Some people get tons of enjoyment. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'd rather like bang my head against the wall and do relatively poorly until I can make my improvements. And then eventually I want to try the overpowered stuff. But anyway, so for me, it's, it's actually, it's been fun. Starting a new character definitely would have bought more, brought more freshness to it. But um, I've actually really enjoyed playing the same character, learning new things, becoming more of an expert in it. So, you know, that could be an option for you. But 
My point is, if a season hinges on you starting a new character, it almost sounds like that's one of the main reasons you've played is just to try the new character. Because you're telling me in the Battle Pass, there's not anything that's really grabbed you yet. Um, and then the story's not grabbing you a ton. And you actually said the hearts were like, eh, they're okay. But to be fair, you start getting better hearts and stuff once you get a higher level. But like, yeah, like, do you see yourself rolling into season two and engaging with, let's assume the mechanics are similar. Is it dependent on starting a new character for you and that's it? Or like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess I'll know it when I see it. You know, season two obviously is, is, a, is a ways away. But when, yeah. when it comes around, if it's, if there's the same requirement to create a new character, again, I don't particularly want to create another sorcerer or a rogue. I feel like I've had that experience. Again, even though there are different ways to build them out. Um, and the other three just aren't that interesting. I mean, some, I, you know, I know people that love playing Necro, right? That's, that's a, but for me, I, I see other people playing. It's just not for me. I like sorcerers and I like rogues. Like just in Warcraft, I liked uh, rogues, mages, and I like paladins too. Yeah. I think where, where I'm more likely to find value in the game i think i think most likely i'm going to drift away from the game every game's like there are very few games that i get my teeth into for like years like world of warcraft was one of those because i was in a guild and the game is always growing um with diablo i can already feel myself hitting the ceiling there's gonna there's gonna come a point in the coming weeks or months where i'm just like i'm done with diablo now i want to go play something else and maybe i'll come back when there's i think where the real value is going to be an expansion uh, I think an expansion is going to be yeah, a paid expansion, presumably like an all new class, new area yeah. of the map, new cinematics, like much more meat on the bone. Like it feels like, okay, this is really additive to the game and not just like a Definitely. handful of gimmicks, like gems plus. Um, that is something that would probably more likely reignite my interest in the game. Yeah. So I have a very biased agenda here of what I want to see in the season. So I'm curious. I want to throw a pitch at you of how this would sound to you. So I... I know everybody who plays Path of Exile and Diablo is going to be pissed at me for saying, oh, I don't, I don't really like the seasonal model of starting over. I get that when you start a new character, that might be kind of somewhat interesting. But from a gameplay mechanic side, I'm doing the exact same stuff that I did last season. And I've done it a lot already. I'm level 100. So, like, for me to come back and have a lacking ability tree, and I play on mouse and keyboard, so it's like left click, left click, I barely have any right click, okay, I'm waiting, I'm doing that for, like, 10 hours, then I'm getting something, I don't have any legendary items that are interesting, I don't have enough currency to imprint those items, so I'm, like, just grinding to get into World Tier 4 for, like, 30, 40 hours, whatever it's going to take, and finally when I get there... I can really start to sink my teeth into the ancestral items, imprint the things I want, start creating a couple different builds. Um, so where I'm going with this is like, I get why they kind of are where they are. They're like, just start a new character. That's what we do in these games. But I would be way happier if in the same way you can skimp, skip the campaign that I could also skip to World Tier 4, start me at 73 with that amount of points. You know, we already have the Renown and the map copy and stuff. And then my, my initial grind is I'm going to go do the quest line. Oh, I'm going to pick up some of these new hearts. Oh, I can actually try them in an effective build. Now I'm going to grind for these hearts that I like. I'm going to get into the nightmare dungeons. And I still, if I want to get to 100, that's a huge climb. But the point is I can actually start piecing together a build and use my full skill tree. For me, I, I think there's, there's definitely going to be some things in there that are ugly that I haven't thought about. But I would have way more fun doing that and... I would love the ability to try other characters during the season that I haven't. I think I would get way more enjoyment out of doing something like that than this idea that it's like, no, you start from zero, you do all the same things, and you got to grind. That's what the season feels like to me other than these hearts. I mean, do you think that that type of thing 
could be fun and interesting, or do you think it's the wrong way to do it? Um, no, I mean, I, I I think Blizzard are asking themselves the same question right now. I, I'm inclined to to cut Blizzard a bit a, a bit of slack, considering that I think this is the best game that Blizzard has made in many many years, right? I I, I think it's 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 the it, it really does feel like Blizzard from the '90s is back. You know, they they really did lost their lose their way. You know, they had a lot of missteps. Diablo Immortal was was a shit show. It, uh, Overwatch Two was a waste of time. Um, you know, uh, Warcraft Three Reforged was was a nightmare. They've had a lot of Blizzard's had a lot of problems. Uh, this is the first one that kind of felt like that felt like old Blizzard is back. So I, I'm inclined to like, like let's, we should give them some credit for that. All I see, it, it, it's weird how there's so much attention placed on the negative, um, and I'm not trying to let yeah. Blizzard off the hook at all. Like they they have made some this recent patch, uh, as I understand it, a lot of people have have not liked it. But like, all people do is is but like look at the the degree to which people belly ached about the changes when when the patch came out it would have been nice if there was a, if there was a similar level of celebration and credit given when the game came out and it was actually really fucking amazing like diablo 2 diablo 4 is really really good and mm. you never see people go oh my god this game is so great blizzard did it right this time but they're the first to complain when something happens that they don't like and i just yes. wish i just wish the negativity <laughs> was balanced out by more positivity mm. and i want to as much as so much of what you see in the diablo community and a lot of hardcore game communities is people complaining over this this tiny granular thing and this thing is like look at the big picture this is actually a really really fun game to play and it's early days you know the game just came out they just dropped the first season there's going to be seasons there's going to be expansions this game is going to this game's going to be around for years right it's going to be a years-long roadmap that they're going to they're going to support this game especially now that it's been really successful they're going to they're going to get behind this game i'm yeah. sure blizzard is finally a game people like like we should definitely like double down on this um and so like just give them time right they'll figure it out like not everything's going to work right away it, it, it is a, it is a laboratory season yeah. one they're gonna season one they're going to try things there's a bunch of things already that i'm sure like well we won't do that again Right, they've already yeah. publicly said oh, we so won't do that are. again. Like, they're, they're, you know, you have to learn, and sometimes the only way to learn is by putting these things out into the public realm and seeing, you know, what is rejected and what is accepted. And so, yeah. I think they're going to get better at this as they go. I think, for example, like you know, fast forward a couple of years, like season five of this um, is probably could have a completely different approach to season two because they realize it's or season one or season two because they realize well, we want right. to we want to try something different now. So it, it, a yeah, game like this is always. I mean, look at different how different Warcraft is right. Like five, ten years ago, right? it's 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 a completely different game because it's these these service games, these live service games are living entities and they're constantly growing and evolving and that's what makes them interesting. Sometimes they grow in a way that the player base doesn't like because they don't like change, or sometimes because the change is you know is is not for the better. So there's there's going to be like bumps in the road, but right now I'm still. For me, Blizzard is still in um, kind of a surplus of goodwill for me because they created a game that I'm enjoying playing so much that I'm not going to like throw my toys out of the pram every time they nerf XP or do it or do a small thing that I don't like. I, I'm still inclined to look at the big bigger picture and say the re the reason why you're here's the thing to think about the reason why people complain so much is because they're so invested in the game. If you didn't yeah. care about the game, you wouldn't complain. But people really really like Diablo. So when you change something about when you change something about something that people really really like. You're going to hear from them. So, in a yeah. weird way, every complaint is kind of like a compliment. It's like I like your game so much. You've annoyed me that you've changed yeah. something about it. That We're I like. It's so bad, though. Like it'd be a completely different tangent, but I don't know what it is about gamer internet. I mean, I guess it's just internet culture. But like, they couldn't go a month. They were so happy, right? And Blizzard comes in, and yes, it feels bad to take away power. I'm not going to say it doesn't feel bad, 
But, like, I'm playing the game, and, like, I don't have any major issues with it. I tested my level 100 Druid. I felt some of that power um, taken away. But they also admitted that they were, like, we were supposed to, like, fix the Nightmare Dungeons, which is what everybody was, like, testing against. But there's, like, so many builds in the game. I'm like, don't you want a hard game and something to, like, Chew well, on? so this is what this is what's interesting. So, like, I just I, want to complain. I feel like <laughs> if you if you consider if you think about a complete casual on a on a on a on a on a scale of one to ten, like super super casual is one, and the hardest of the hardcore, like yeah. five hundred forum posts a week, right? And like what like re reading every patch note and scrutinizing everything is a ten. I'm probably at like a six, right? I'm definitely into it, and I understand all the mechanics, and I can talk intelligently about the game. But I'm not super. There's also a lot about the game I don't understand. I don't even really care to understand. I don't need to get into that level of, of granularity. A perfect example. I didn't even re realize that they had patched the game. As people complain, oh, this patch that they put out a week ago, they've spoiled this and that. I was like, really? I didn't. I haven't even noticed any difference. Yeah, because. You were in and I had a sorcerer, which a lot of people complained the sorcerers got nerfed more than anyone else. I barely noticed anything. Even mm -hmm. after the fact, I was looking for this. Like, did they change anything? I mean, again, at, at my level, leveling is so slow anyway. I'm not even noticing if it's like 5% slower or whatever, or if I'm doing 5% less damage. Well, I'm killing 20 mobs in five seconds instead of four now. Like, I'm yeah. not even noticing it. I think the people that are complaining, the people that you see on the forums are... The, and, and don't get me wrong, this is a valid group as well. Like the game, this is the, one of the challenges, yeah. right? A game like this Enjoy needs to appeal to... Enjoy the game how you want. This, a game, this game needs to appeal to everyone from the ones to the tens and everyone, right? The, the casual players has to be accessible for casuals, but it also has to be challenging and compelling for people that really want to min-max everything and get into every stat and they're posting on the boards and they're uploading their stats and they're getting really, really hardcore into it and studying it mm -hmm. and being analytical, analytical about it. Those are the people that are complaining. Like, the, the, for, exa for example, the kind of person that can tell you the difference or can spot the difference and notice it in in the real-time gameplay between like the damage mitigation they're getting from a resist or the da and the damage mitigation they're getting from like having additional armor. I honestly couldn't tell you the difference and I don't care. All I know is I'm not dying and that's good enough for me. I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not as, as as squishy as I used to be. But so I see a lot of people complaining about these tiny granny little things that I think only a fraction of the player base is ever going to notice. Again, not to dismiss those people, those are the most dedicated yeah. players. I'm yeah. saying that a lot of a lot of the patch changes that were people were really complaining about, I didn't even notice any of them because they because yeah. they felt like tiny little changes. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting they made some bigger swings, but what it is is the people that use those overpowered OP builds right, and are playing very high-level Nightmare Dungeons. That's where a lot of people felt it. Um, so again, I think you're right. Like Those are a certain type of player. Um, coincidentally, the day before the patch, I had switched over to a super-powered, it's Nato build for the Druid, and it's amazing. It was super powerful, and I, I could feel, yeah, I could feel that it took longer to kill things, and but it's still, for me, I was like, okay, so I just have to try harder and adjust some things. But I get, you can't take away that power from someone who has it and that's the problem to feel it, good. It's a can't-win situation. If they don't, if, if this had been it's about buffing everything instead of nerfing everything, nobody would, oh, you made the game too easy or whatever. It's, 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 it, you're right. This is the only way to experiment, right? You put, the, you, you put it out there. Um, and you're going to have to tune it. It's not going to be perfect the first time start, people start playing. So, yeah, you're going to watch the game. You're going to watch the telemetry coming in from, you know, millions of players. And you're going to realize, okay, well, maybe we made Sorcerers too powerful. Or maybe there's a particular skill tree, the Paragon right. board build that people found that's that's unbalancing the game. And so you have to go say to those people, that small subset, for the good of the game overall, we're going to have to pull you back a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, and people aren't going to be happy about that. But the developers have to consider, you know, the overall picture 
and not just what one set of players are enjoying. Yeah, and, and maybe more uh, explicitly is like that there's other builds out there that people are using that are not just copy and pasted from build you know, sites, which there's right. nothing wrong with that. It, that's where all the power's at is the whole community comes together and creates incredible OP builds. It becomes uh, this FOMO of like, why don't you use that build? It's like, because it's an RPG. I made a completely unique build around the butcher's cleaver, by the way, the one you get from the butcher. It's the one that fears and slows them. So like I'm hitting like big elites that will be like, Duh! and they like get the, you know, the fear skull over their head and they turn around. And I just thought that was so fun. And then I used a, a, an aspect where that spreads more and like it wasn't the most powerful build in the game, but it was good. And what I'm trying to get at is you got to understand while I agree it sucks to take away, like, this is really powerful. Why are you taking away our power? On the other side, I'm like, but I also want my stuff to feel good. And that's ultimately what Blizzard's trying to do is bring other stuff in the line. And not everything can be overpowered, and there does have to be some balance. No, I, I totally get it. Like, I've got, again, I borrowed it from my, my friend Adam, who, who found this really good Frost build. Um, and again, my the, the the meta is basically teleport into a group of mobs and, and pop Frost Nova, which mm -hmm. is going to shatter most things around you and everything yeah, that doesn't I've shatter is, is vulnerable. <laughs> and then you can just very quickly mop them up. I, got, I can't remember if it was an aspect or it's some, it was a piece of armor or something gave me this ability. It was really, really cool. I think it, I think it was... I think it was this unique piece of armor that I found, and it has this this ability that when you teleport into a group of mobs, it also pulls in everything around you. So that when I hit Frost Nova, I'm not just hitting stuff that was already next to me. It's everything that was on the entire screen gets sucked in yeah. into Frost Nova range, and then I get to Frost Nova everything all at once. That is super powerful, and I love it. But if Blizzard, and I get it, I put myself in their shoes. If Blizzard then came along and said, you know what? We shouldn't have done that. Too many people. It's making the game too easy for people with that piece of armor. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're gonna remove that aspect. Yeah, I'd be pissed as well because I really enjoy <laughs> having that. Like when again, nobody you. wants anything taken <laughs> away from them, and it's kind of hard to explain to them. Yeah, but it's for the greater good. Like the game, as much as you're enjoying it, the game is unbalanced right now. And to balance it back out, we have to we have to pair some things back that you are enjoying. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and and you want to encourage people to try different stuff. And like I. I liken it a bit to Elden Ring, although the gameplay is not the same. The sort of core of like, this is hard, create a build, RPG a character. Um, but my point there was I was like, Elden Ring gets um, looked at differently, right? In that, meaning you, you want the game to just be brutally hard the entire time. And I found it a little bit funny that in Diablo 4, as soon as like they do things that make it like harder on you, the community, like it, it's very different gameplay, obviously with an RPG. It's explosive and you're meant to mow down enemies. That's one of their core tenets that they even put up on screen in the last campfire chat. But I just, I did find it a little funny. I'm like, but you guys are gamers. You already found these incredible builds and I can, you're not going to use that for the next year. So like first you know, adapt, go out there, see how it is and find what's new and powerful. And like, I'm sure you'll still enjoy it. But like, again, because they got their toy taken away with to put the, the use the words that Blizzard used. Like, I get why people are pissed, but um, I've been having a fine time with the balance of season one. It's, I'm like, only, it's such a know, difficult thing. I, I, and, and it's such a thankless task to be a game developer because like, just look at all the shit that Blizzard developers have gotten since the patch, right? Just all this yeah. hate on the forums. Like, who would be a game developer? These guys work really, really hard. They're genuinely trying to make the game as good as possible for everyone to enjoy, right? They want the game to be successful. They want you to enjoy it. They're not going to get everything right. They are going to fuck up. They're going to have to apologize for things and scale them back and undo things. Again, everything is trial and error, right? You, you learn by putting it out there and you, you do your best, but some things you're going to make mistakes. But like, I couldn't show up to work every day if all I'm seeing is like 500 new forum posts telling me to kill myself because <laughs> yeah, I took a particular kind too. of gem away from them. You know, yeah. you've, you've seen, you know, we saw this. Wasn't there someone that um, 
like, you'll know this because it was a Destiny thing. Wasn't there like a, a, a guy that was like abusing Destiny developers to the point where he got in, yeah. he actually like, a got convicted of something? Yeah. yeah. Or like had to pay oh, a lot of money because he was like threatening their lives. Like, oh, who are these people? In so unhinged, it's a video dude. game. It, dri it, 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 it drives me crazy. But like call, the, the Call of Duty developers and Blizzard, people that get really, really, in, uh, you know, the, 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 again, the more invested these fans become, you are going to get like a a, a, a a splinter faction of the people that are so obsessed that they take it way too seriously and they cross they cross a line. But it's a, it's a thankless task um, in the main. Again, I think I think developers generally tend to get much more shit for the things they get wrong than credit and and, and appreciation for the things they totally. get right. And I think that Blizzard mostly got this right with Diablo Four. It's a really really good game. It's not perfect. They're, they're working yeah, on it. Again, anytime. I, there are things about it I don't like, and yeah. I've been complaining. I don't like the malignant hearts. But I'm not, like, emailing developers telling them to kill themselves because I don't like them. Yeah, because you're not unhinged and completely insane. Yeah, I mean, people, like, the community wants the developers and the publisher to talk to them, like, directly and just be candid. But, like, you can't because of what you just said. Like, everything they say will be used against them, like, from the community it's it's brutal and so yeah they're terrified to say the wrong thing you can see when they do these campfire chats like there was even a couple things from the last time like they did i i did think it was funny to, that they did come out and say we will never do this again i was like that's gonna that's gonna bite you like whether it's a year or two from now like you can't say you'll never rebalance the game but um but they said they'll never do that without giving you new toys but anyway Community's a bit unhinged. Um, I've kept you over time, so I don't want to keep you uh, too much longer. I wanted to end on maybe, uh, what is your favorite thing to do in the end game? If there is one thing, so just as the example, like I'm a Nightmare Dungeon guy. I always um, want to do Nightmare Dungeons. That's as much fun as I have. There's a lot more things I would like in the end game that aren't there, but that's the one thing I hinge on. Do you have something that you find yourself that you always want to be doing? Do you play solo or in a group and do that? For me, the key is, and this is generally true of any kind of game, uh, but I've definitely found it true in Diablo, is it's always more fun to play with other people. Um, I'm, I'm perfectly capable of playing the game solo. I've played many hours solo. I enjoy the game solo, but it's much more fun to play with a group, you know, with, with, with uh, Discord comms. And, you, you know, again, we've gotten to a point now where the, the game's almost on autopilot and we're just talking about like random shit while we're playing the game and that's and that's part of the fun it's just an excuse to to socialize and the game is almost is almost secondary so what i would like to do or for me ideally what I, if they were making the game just for me i would like to see them double down on things that um support and encourage playing in a group like you know maybe maybe raids like where you're going in with like 25 you know, 30 people I, I really like the legion events the legion events are almost like mini oh. raids that take place in the world right when you've got like everyone kind of comes to the community comes yeah. together and they'll fight these mega bosses that's super fun whether it's the legion events or the big world bosses it's really fun to take those down as a group even though it's like 40 strangers but dungeons that you can do with like you know four, the most fun that i have is when we're playing a dungeon with like four people I would love to. I would love to see dungeons you could do with eight or twelve, like the bigger, bigger groups. Um, for me, that's where the most, I, the the best, the most likely scenario I can see where I'm playing this game, like for another year or more, is if the game continues to do things that are fun to do as a group, and it's not just me, but there are other players that want to play with me, because I, I no no game can be that fun like for solo. Yeah. solo. Um, indefinitely, but when it's an excuse to get together with friends and go and go and go, you know, slay some monsters and hit some dungeons, that's and shoot the shit along the way. That to me is where where the real value is.
Yeah, it's a very good point. Like so many of these types of games, when you can get together with actual real life friends or people you've played with a lot in the community, it's just more fun to have someone at your side as much as I love a solo challenge. So I, I brought up a lot. I'm like, they really, it's, it surprised me that matchmaking was not like it part of the game's DNA. I have like a laundry list of things I would love to see in the end game. But like the idea that you could at least like go click on a dungeon or just dungeons uh, and just matchmake is surprising for, yeah, Blizzard, a 30 plus year old, you know, company that is built on online gaming. They practically invented online gaming. <laughs> and I'm like, how is matchmaking not part of this? Yeah, DNA? right. I mean, I mean, put, put, putting together putting together a, a party is, is very easy if, if you've got people on your friends list that you know, but matchmaking is not as easy. The other thing that I wanted to mention that we didn't even touch on because I've not touched on it yet. I'm going to wait to hit max level before I venture into it. Yeah. But I, I, I really want to, dive into the pvp at some point i i like what they're doing with yeah. the extraction based p you know extraction is like the hot um trend in pvp right now you know get yeah. some, get some get some gear and go to a certain point and extract it but then everyone's going to try and stop you um i love that when the division did it you know there's a whole range of like tarkov style extraction shooters it's a whole genre now i like that they brought that into diablo again i don't want to do it until i feel more survivable because yeah. it's no fun to get killed in pvp but i would love <laughs> to see i mean i'm thinking about like what i got out of warcraft in the later years of, of warcraft and i was mainly playing pvp i was playing warsong gulch i was playing arathi base and i was playing cap you know the capture of the flag and point capture games like that was much more fun than just doing the high-end dungeons um and just grinding for loot that became very repetitive to me but it's fun to play against other people so i would love to see them bring more i, I think the extraction area is fun um but i'm, I'm going to get into it for sure being able to collect people's ears and stuff like that is really fun um but i want to be able to I, I would like to see them uh, add more dedicated um pvp options like yeah. things you can go off and do just just as a and again, once once the player base is more mature i think that's going to be something people are asking for more and more yeah that's interesting to hear i mean well i can't wait to hear from you once you get to that level what i would say is like if you don't have a specific build and you're not like level 100 as i've experienced you will get absolutely spanked oh I'm there's sure. just people who that is their entire life um and there's no balance to pvp right now it's just like they're out there so good luck and you get spanked. Yeah, like, I mean, they're I, built. They're built. I actually just to go back to a previous point when I started creating my rogue, I did go and look at one of those build guides, and just two points on that. One thing was interesting about halfway through, I abandoned it because I because I realized that, and I just started putting points where I wanted to put them because like this might be the best build for a hardcore leveler, but I'm not having, I'm not particularly enjoying playing this character with these with these abilities. Like, I'm not, I want I want to do this. I want to do that. Like I'd much rather have this ability than the one you're telling me that. So I just abandoned it and started building my own rogue. And maybe it's less efficient from a min-max standpoint, but I'm enjoying the game more. And I yeah, would say yeah, the yeah. best build, someone asked me like, what's the best build for a particular class? I would say the one that you enjoy playing the most. That's the only correct answer. But it is interesting to, to your point, when I went onto the uh, build guide, I noticed that they, they actually give you three different builds for the rogue. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure for every class, there's a leveling build, an end game build, yeah. and then a PVP build. So I don't know, are these, I'm presuming, because you can't just easily... Like it's not like you can just like easily like swap out like entire builds, right? You got to redo exactly. it from scratch each time. So, are people are, are people just like locked into PvP, or are they going through the effort? Well, I'm going to do to PvP now. Let me just quickly redo all my my tree, right? Because that's a lot of work. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. For the most part, when you face, I mean, I've I've done a little PvP, and and this was in preseason, and it was probably within the first two weeks though. So, but I was getting spanked by level ninety five to one hundred players. I mean, they were built for it, and yeah, you can't quickly swap. That's something Blizzard's going to be looking into. Uh, quickly being in quotes, 
the, what you really need to do, and maybe that's what your season becomes, is this season I'm going to build a PvP character. because, And then right. that'll get sent to the Eternal Realm after too. But like, that's what you need. You need a PvP character that you can hop onto right now. That but you I don't see why they can't just have a... I, I mean, obviously, I think you would still have to pay for it. Or maybe there's something you could get that would allow, allow you to do this. But like... I, let me let me define three different builds and then yeah. just swap between them I mean, easily. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's some kind of price attached to doing that, but it would be nice to be able to switch between three different types of builds without having to individually respec everything, which can take ages. Definitely, yeah. That is, I'm all over that stuff. Like just just purely changing your build, whether or not it's PvP, is like a huge hassle for me. And I have more fun when I say, "Oh, I want to try this." Yeah, like if I'm a sorcerer, I'm like, I got my ice build, I got my fire build, I got my fire and ice build. I'm like, I'd be all over building that stuff, having the blueprint set up and and paying the $5 million, $5 million, not dollars, gold coin to swap that. Yeah, so I'm right there with you. They've heard the feedback. I think it's going to be a while. Um, like coming from the Destiny community, like it was amazing to see how long it took um, Destiny just to get to the point where you could swap loadouts in the game in a relatively intuitive way. And even then, it's got its limitations, um, but we do have Destiny Item Manager, which is a Chrome extension. Like even something like that, opening up the API for Diablo Four would be a step in the right direction. I mean, the, the, I don't like so the big difference yeah. though is loadouts is just your equipment, right? Which even manually doesn't take a lot, doesn't take a, a long time to swap out equipment and weapons. But a skill tree is a that's a much yeah. bigger exercise. And your Paragon board and everything. And the Paragon don't even get me started on the yeah. Paragon board when you they, when you're like five grids deep into that thing. Yeah, yeah. You want to be so. able to lock that, save it, put it in a slot, and then move move back and forth between them. You earned it, right? You've 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 got all those points. Why can't I just re again? there might be an in-game price it could even be a microtransaction yeah you know yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's this they, they could even monetize it because it's, it's not pay to win it's just a quality of life thing i don't know one yeah, way or another maybe. it would be nice to swap between builds like that yeah yeah I, I think it's um a lot of people like building stuff to your point even on the cash mid casual side people get into like yeah i kind of want to build this out i would love to see them put in like a builder let's call it but I've right. I brought this up before where I have pieces of gear that I'm like, I kind of want to save that and start building my uh, my werewolf build, right? And get, yeah, I mean, it eventually it becomes a loadout, but just the idea of having a builder and slotting things and seeing it, looking at the stats and having it ready, like I could see myself easily spending time, even though I'm on this other build most of the time and starting to create all these different builds because it's very satisfying, yeah, to to use the gear that you're getting um, and not just be focused on that one build, in other words. So anyway, they've, they've got a lot of stuff to fix there, but. Okay, right, but it's early, it's, like I said, it's early days. This is still what, the game's been out, oh, what, yeah. three, four months? Like it's, it's, I think it's. Not even, again, with I, the beta. It's only right? been a little over, what, uh, two months maybe. About I think the, the experience of playing Diablo 4 is like, let's come back and talk about it in a year and see how different it feels, because I'm, I'm sure they will have changed and improved a lot. Yeah, exactly. But hey, I, I could talk to you all day about Diablo Gary. This has been freaking awesome. I no, I enjoy. It. Like I said, when I'm not so playing much. it, I'm thinking about it. So to, <laughs> to, to be talking about it is just is is yeah. great as well. And we should um we should we should party up sometime and go play together. Would love to do that. But yeah, I want to let you go and get back to uh, your day. And I know you have a lot of other stuff going on. Before you do, a uh, two part question of where to find you. One on the gaming side, where's the best place to find your gaming opinions and all that stuff? Uh, so you can find me every week, every um, every Thursday uh, on the Kind of Funny X Cast. Uh, myself and Snowbike Mike and Paris Lily co host a weekly Xbox 
uh, gaming podcast on the Kind of Funny Network. That's on podcast services and on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gary Witter, but increasingly less and less because Twitter obviously is is circling the drain at this point, and everyone's just looking to to get off of it. I am on. I'm actually enjoying myself much more on Threads right now. I'm G Witter, G W H I T T A on Threads. Go follow me there. Um, on Instagram, YouTube, all the other places, I'm easy to find. Awesome. Well, Gary, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to go back and talk to Twitch chat here, but have an awesome rest of the day. And Thanks yeah, for having me. This was fun. Time. That wraps things up for this Diablo podcast with me, your host, Fran Mirabella III. Remember, you can find me streaming live over at twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore. Appreciate all the support. Be sure to drop a follow, share the podcast and all that, and I'd love to do more. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you next time.